Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Here is your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof, a nationally recognized health educator, author of the award-winning book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, and creator of the Talk Puberty app. And welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. This is episode number 55, in which I'm going to go over some reminders for what most boys experience during puberty. Episode 53 went over basic changes that most children experience, and they included overall body growth, body odor that gets a little bit more pungent, more hair growth on different body parts, acne slash pimples, moodiness. Episode 54, we went over some of the pubertal changes that most girls experience. I say we because I had Dr. Marnie Summer join me and she wrote the book, A Girl's Guide to Puberty and Periods. So we went over the basic things that most girls experience, including those body changes that most biological girls experience with growth spurts, budding into breasts, the female reproductive system kind of waking up. And then that would include ovulation and getting your period, as well as being prepared for periods. So today I'm going to go over just very basic things that most boys experience in which I'm going to be throwing in some questions that I've been asked a lot by young people. These questions are written in the book that I wrote titled Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. This won the Mom's Choice Award, the Bragg Medallion Award. So it's a really neat book and it's all based on common questions children ask, like the title notes. And then it's very simple answers that if you're a parent or other caregiver, you'll be reminded of what the answers are. Also, a lot of these questions are going to be referred to in the Talk Puberty app. That app was developed to provide an adult with a tool to go over the basic changes most children experience, and there's different sections on it. Okay, so I'm going to dive in here and go over just the overall basics of what most boys experience. And if you want to, you can check out the recording I did for this episode in which I have a PowerPoint and there's some visuals on that PowerPoint that's on my YouTube channel. I'll put the link in today's description. So overall, most boys experience the following. Overall body size changes, which includes the broadening of the shoulders, more noticeable voice changes, hair growth that's noticeable due to it being on the face or the chest area, and then maturing genitals and sperm. So everybody's genitals typically mature. For most boys, it's going to be the penis and the scrotum, which includes the testicles, and then all the the other internal body parts of the prostate gland and the seminal vesicles. And then because of that maturation, boys potentially will have a nocturnal emission or a wet dream. So for most boys, those physical changes of puberty typically begin between the ages of 9 and 14 years of age. Most boys typically will have changes after most girls 
because for most girls, we have the release of estrogen and progesterone, and that's released earlier. And then testosterone is a little bit later in years. And how we know that children are going through puberty, well, you always see a sudden see a growth spurt. They get taller and wider. Hair growth in places they didn't have it so obviously before. And that body smell. Now, children will sometimes ask, when will I grow taller? For me, a lot of former male students have asked that because they've noticed a lot of the girls started growing taller than them. And they were like, am I ever going to catch up? And my answer to them is, it depends. Certainly, I can't control their height because that's part of who we are genetically. But a lot of the boys will see that they'll get taller at a certain point. Actually, I remember one student that I had in eighth grade. He's like, I'm still not tall. And he was the shortest of his whole entire grade. And I said, odds are when you're a senior in high school, you're going to be one of the tallest. And I was right on that one. That one I was right for. But overall with height, typically most girls will grow taller and then most boys will catch up. I highly recommend that children look at their biological family members to see potentially how tall they'll become. You can also talk to a medical professional who will give a guesstimate of a final height. Now for those shoulders that get wider for most boys, that's because of that testosterone. The testosterone just helps the body shape in that way. And sometimes I'll be asked, well, can I make myself get like broader shoulders and get taller? And some, unfortunately, I'll say it like that. That's my bias. Unfortunately, sometimes a child will see something like a, a product that they can buy to help with muscle growth or, or like getting wider shoulders. And I do not recommend products like that for children. I do not. I try to encourage children to embrace their bodies. We all are going to have things at times that we're challenged with in our bodies. Hey, I have to go to the dermatologist regularly because genetically I have a lot of freckles and moles and that's part of my life and I need to accept that. So it's the same thing for you can't control your height. You're going to have to learn to accept that. If you are a parent or caregiver of a young person and you note that you're really critical of your body, please start trying to figure out how you can embrace your body a lot more because they're kids. They hear us, how we're critical in our bodies, and we want to be a positive role model, not a negative. So I, I beg, I plead, please start learning to love your body or at least accept that, hey, these hips that I have, that's my, my inheritance, and that's part of who I am, and that's okay. So going back to taking products, please, young people, if you're listening in, please don't put anything into your body that you think is going to make you better. If you're going to ever be curious about something, talk to a medical professional that can even include a nurse at your school who can guide you to a better resource. Now, voices... Basically, most children will have a change in their voice because as they're getting taller, their voice box is going to change a little bit, but it's more noticeable with most boys. And part of that is because their larynx actually gets bigger and that's what creates the voice change. So you'll have it go a little bit deeper and that even includes the vocal cords will stretch out and sometimes it'll go back up. So 
some boys will have this recall of their voice cracking if maybe they're doing a presentation in class or something. That's okay. That's part of life. Try not to tease your friends about it too much. We might have like a little joke, but please, if they're getting upset, please don't continue it. And at home, uh, I know that I've often called like a friend and their child picked up and I thought it was my friend and it was actually their son that their voice cracked when they picked up. So, and I, what I would do is say, I'm sorry. That was my fault. I'm sorry. It's okay to make a mistake like that. Now, I've been asked by children, you know, is there actually a bone in your neck? And that that is, that's the larynx. Also, the there's a term Adam's apple. For that bone, it's more apparent in biological males. It just sticks out more for some males than for most females and some males. So the question, does everyone have an Adam's apple? Yes, we do. Now, hair growth for most boys will include, like I said earlier, on their face, chest, armpits, genitals, legs, in which the armpits, genitals, and legs, that's common for most girls too. But the very obvious areas for most boys include somewhere on the face as well as on the chest hair, the chest area. And and for how much hair will grow, it'll depend upon the genetics of the person. So will a young person be able to grow a beard and mustache. Look at the other biological males in your family. That's what I recommend boys to do to see if they have more hair on their face. There will be some males that can grow a lot of hair on their face. Some can't. It's just who they are. I know I've spoken to some former students where they'll be like, yeah, I try to grow a beard, but it wouldn't grow in certain certain areas of my cheeks. So they didn't feel comfortable having a beard. So they removed their hair. So everybody's body is different. Now, if hair is going to be removed, I beg, I plead, please teach this to young people. Actually go over the skill. You can provide a shaver that doesn't have a blade in it so they can practice if you're going to teach them how to shave and they, you can get the product if it's a shaving lotion or shaving cream, and you can actually practice in front of a mirror with the young person. Reason why I say we need to practice is we need to make sure that children don't go too deep into the skin. I've heard more biological females say they've cut too deeply with a shaver into their leg in which it wasn't a healthy thing. So we just want to make sure children understand that shaving with a shaver, it's, it's sharp and it can cut into the skin. And if it does, that there are things that we do for first aid and we need to teach that. Please, if a child asks if they can use someone else to shaver, please say no. It's just like we don't share each other's toothbrushes because there's germs on our toothbrush. There are also germs that can get onto a shaver. So it's best that we use our own shaver. Now, I've been asked by a lot of young people how, particularly biological males, how do I shave my face? And I have never taught that. That's my truth because I don't know. I don't shave my face. What I will do, though, is I'll ask another teacher, a friend of mine who shaves their face to explain how it's done, in which typically they say, well, you're, you get your face wet, you put on a product like a shaving cream or a lotion, and then you go at different angles depending upon what part of the face 
your shaving and then you rinse it off and you clean off your shaver. Again, I highly recommend that an adult or an older teen goes over this with a young person that wants to shave their face. Because I would, for shaving your legs, I use a different technique that I could share with someone, but I don't know how to shave a face. Now, the other part that happens to most boys, as it happens to all children, their reproductive parts mature. And that includes for most boys, the penis, the testicles, the scrotum area. And when that matures for most boys, that usually means their bodies will be able to ejaculate. And that an ejaculate is fluid. It's a semen. It's called semen. And semen includes sperm, fluids from the prostate gland and the seminal vesicles. So there, it's like most boys, their bodies are preparing to one day if they want to. And if their bodies can, they can release a sperm, which is one part that's needed to have a baby. Now, during this time of puberty, sometimes what will happen is a boy will have a spontaneous erection. It's like the body's trying to figure out all these new sensations. It can happen earlier in their life too, but sometimes like in middle school, all of a sudden they'll be hearing something or reading something in a class and they get an, an erection. It's natural. Educators typically understand that if we ask a student to come up to the board for something and if they say no, we usually give them a pass. We can understand the kids are going through things. Most educators do that. Regarding wet dreams, well, a wet dream, that's the same thing as a nocturnal emission. Wet dream is a slang term. And a nocturnal emission is when that semen, the semen, which is sperm, fluids from the prostate gland and the seminal vesicles, all those fluids combine creating semen, which is released as the person is sleeping. And that's called a nocturnal emission or a wet dream. It is natural. If it happens, it's okay. If you don't remember that it happens, it's okay. Now, some people will say, oh, my goodness, if if I had a wet dream, that's pee, right? I just wet my bed. No, it's totally different. Urine, and if you go back to when we were babies, we all wet ourselves because we didn't have bladder control. As we age, we typically learn that bladder control. So even though semen comes out of the tip of the penis, just like urine, semen and urine are totally different. Urine, as soon as there's an erect penis, urine is held back by there's like a little, if I can say a flap by the bladder that doesn't release the urine. So if semen is going to be released, it's only semen. And it does not smell like urine. It has a different smell. Urine is, most of us understand what urine smells like. And then the color of it, urine is typically yellow. Semen will have more of a white or creamy color to it. So again, wet dreams are not unhealthy. They're not harmful. They happen. And you can't plan it. You can't go to bed tonight going, I'm going to have a wet dream. It doesn't happen that way. A person that has a penis and a scrotum sac with testicles, is just a natural occurrence as they're going through these pubescent years. And if a person has a wet dream, what they would do is wash it up. You can easily remove your underwear and pajamas. You can clean the sheets. You can get a washcloth and 
wash off that area of the body or take a shower if you want to. And then put on clean underwear, clean pajamas, new sheets on the bed. And if you're asked, you know, how come you're doing the sheets? You can say, hey, I'm getting older. I'm trying to be more responsible and helpful in the family. You can also talk to a trusted adult, including a medical professional, about wet dreams to see if, you know, if you're feeling weird about it, just allow them to remind you this is a natural part of growing up. Very natural. So overall, I just went over what most boys experience as a reminder for you. So if you're talking to someone or about to teach this to a group of young people, to go over these things that this is a part of life and that most boys experience overall body size changes. Most children do, but boys, most boys will have the shoulders getting wider. There's going to be more noticeable voice changes going on. A hair growth that we're going to see more on the face and on the chest area. It can happen to anyone, but it happens more to boys. There's going to be maturing genitals for most boys, which will include the penis and the scrotum sac with the testicles, which means that sperm is being created or going to be able to be released. And that practice of when that happens is nocturnal emissions or wet dream, usually when they're sleeping. If you'd like more information about what most boys experience or what most children experience overall, feel free to check out the Talk Puberty app. It's available for a small fee in which we wanted to make sure that there were no inappropriate ads and that you weren't interrupted when talking with young people. And there is that section that's called questions about most boys. It's, it's a great section for getting a conversation started about most boys. There's also another section with open-ended questions. That's my favorite because it helps just talk about you know, what we're excited about, what we might be nervous about as we're growing. Also, feel free to check out the Mom's Choice Award-winning book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. That's available on Amazon, or you can check it out through my website. Feel free to send me any questions at my website, which is pubertyprof.com, or you can send it to pubertyprof at gmail.com. So thanks so much for listening in today, and I hope you have a happy and healthy day. Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow the Puberty Prof on Twitter or Instagram. The Puberty Prof, Lori Reichel, wants to hear from you. Go to pubertyprof.com or click on the link in this episode's description. There you can find more information, as well as ask questions to be answered by the Puberty Prof in a future episode. That's pubertyprof.com. Also, remember to check out the Talk Puberty app and the book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. Until next time, this is the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics.